Welcome back to Staying Conscious with Meg and Allie. I'm Allie. And I'm Meg. We are so excited to bring you this week's guest. Her name is Nicole Davis. You may know her as the um, co-owner of Native Cold Press Juices. We had so much fun chatting with her about... so sweet. Yeah, so sweet. Um, And we love the company. Absolutely, yes. We've definitely been customers of Native for... A long time. They opened in 2014. 14. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was, it's weird because that's like right when I moved back to Columbus. Um, oh, crazy. All these cool places opened and like now they five have years ago. I think yeah. three locations, one in Bexley, one in Short North, and one in German Village. All of them are beautiful. They're so beautiful. Um, we had so fun talking we had to her. So much fun talking. She recently has started um, selling DoTerra, which I love DoTerra oils and have been to a party with her. And she's so knowledgeable about these oils. And so we get into that a little bit when we are talking to her. We talk about how she started Native and how she kind of became such an advocate for juice and what it can do for your body and how she discovered that in, I think it was Thailand and all of these cool adventures that she's gone on. And then we even touch on her adventure of being a wife and a mom and how she navigates her business um, and keeping them now as a priority versus kind of um, what her priorities used to be when she was single and how that's shifted. I think we talked about some really cool cool things with her so much fun stuff of course we brought up yoga we're all in the yoga world right now (laughs) um so yeah we hope you guys enjoy this episode we had so much fun Okay, so our first question that we ask everyone um, is, what is something you've been curious about recently? Okay, so I did see this one, <laughs> and it is a, it's a tough one, but um, something I have been recently curious about is just um, like food agriculture and animal agriculture, because do you guys listen to Joe Rogan? I have in the past. Okay. Yeah. So my husband's a big Joe Rogan fan. So I get to kind of cherry pick what I listen to just yeah. based on what he tells me. And if it like sparks my interest, I'm sure. like, okay, it's like three hour, you know, long. Yes. They're very episodes. long. Very long. Yeah. So there was a recent one with, um, if you've guys seen the Game Changers um, documentary. I haven't actually. Someone told me about that. Okay. So it's on Netflix. Okay. It's okay. a vegan documentary. Right. And, okay. you know, I've watched, you know, pretty much every nutrition documentary there is and, I've basically lived like many different nutrition lives and gone through like vegetarian stages, vegan mm-hmm. stages, like raw food stages. I've gone through eating like a lot of meat actually. I've gone through a lot of like eating disorders in my life. Mm-hmm. Like there's been just so much and I've always been interested in nutrition. So this um, podcast episode really struck my attention because it's um, debunking the Game Changers documentary. So it's a guy named Chris Kesser, and he um, he really much he he advocates a lot for like an omnivorous diet, Mm -hmm. which I've been very interested in lately. Um, For the past like year or so, really is incorporating meat back in, and like just exploring what that means for my body. And I've always kind of had to be very um, careful to not diet because Mm -hmm. that is, you know, a part of like the the vigorous or the ri- the vicious cycle of, you yes. know, eating disorders we and everything. We can feel all of that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know so many more people deal with that than yeah. we actually know Absolutely. about. So, sure. um, so yeah, I don't ever diet. I don't count calories or anything like that. But this conversation is something that you should definitely listen to. It's okay. a three-hour mm-hmm. conversation. It took me many times to get through the whole thing. But it debunks um, a lot of the science that they display in the documentary um, and goes deeper into scientific studies and maybe cherry-picking mm. certain things. Um, but one just came out today where the guy who made Game Changers is now it, – they're in the same – Responding to it. Yeah, same <gasps> podcast episode. So they did another one where they're together kind of battling okay. each other. So wow. I'm about to listen to that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm so interested. So it's What's very interesting. guy's background who is debunking it? Like is he – He's got his master's in nutrition. I know that about him. Um, but he was a vegan. 
So he's not coming from a place where he hates veganism. Yeah. Yeah. He was a vegan. Yeah. And so what's interesting about it is, you know, the vegan diet, you have to be really careful. Like you, it's very challenging to do it correctly. And I think a lot of people go into it and they're just like, I'm just going to eat plants and be happy. You know, like I watched a documentary and I'm going to dive into it, but you're lacking like the B B vitamins, you know, you're, you're lacking a lot of nutrients where you have to be careful about supplementation. And honestly, as a woman, like, Soy is a big part of the vegan diet. If I mean, it doesn't have to be, but it can yeah. be if you're eating yeah. a lot of meat, you know, replacements. Replacements, um, which I never really got into as a vegan. I was like, I couldn't. I just, I, I my body was averse to it. I was like, I'm not <laughs> gonna get into this like fake tofu <laughs> meat. Yeah, thing. My, yeah, my sister's and the same way. Yeah. She's a vegetarian, and she's like, I don't that fa- like I don't eat meat because I don't like the taste of it. Yeah, and so why would oh I eat my. fake meat? <laughs> Trying to <laughs> replicate it in yeah. a fake way. That's yes. it's. Super processed, and soy is one of the highest GMO crops that there is. I mean, you can get non-GMO soy, of course, but I just—it's very bad for us as women with our hormones. Hormones, absolutely. Yeah, we know all yeah. this. So he kind of goes through that, where it's like, okay, vegan diet is a beautiful thing for some people, mm-hmm. but you have to do it correctly, and you have to be really careful with kids too. Like we're mm. very careful with kids. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. like a, a a point. There's a time period when kids are really young where if you kind of screw it up and you don't give them the right nutrients, that it, it can yeah. it can affect the rest of their lives. So to just give a kid a vegan diet without being super super mm. super careful about it, it's can be very dangerous. So he goes into all that, which I think is very interesting and very helpful. I mean, I I own a vegan restaurant, so I mean, <laughs> I definitely love plants and I love. Um, the methodology, and I love, I love what you can create with plants. Um, but I actually mm-hmm. am really moved. My body and my mind is really curious about moving into a new stage of my life. With that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. how I eat and nutrition, and it's the future of our country. So, mm-hmm. what's cool about this, and you should listen to it because we're not going to talk this whole time about it. <laughs> <No, laughs> I love this. It is yeah. great. He talks about how. You know, animal agriculture is a big part of why vegans are like, okay, this is um, the future. Yeah. It's veganism because animal agriculture is putting carbon right. into the air and all, all these things. But so we have two options moving forward. Um, he's telling in the podcast, he says, there's only 60 harvests left for the United States because like our soil is being degraded wow. so much that after that, we're not going to be able to grow plants in it because of all the mono cropping that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so to fix it, he's got this whole like holistic um, animal agriculture thing that he talks about, which I cannot even go into. Well, but have, that's crazy. Yes, yeah. It is cool. Like raising animals holistically mm. and, you know, killing them and doing it in a different way. Obviously we all know mass, you know, yeah. mass production of meat is, I think Terrible. that's turning people Terrible. away from it too. Yes. Yeah. And it's, we talk about this all the time. Like where can we find a place of like being in the middle, mm-hmm. right? Because like you can go extreme Straight either, either way. Side. So yeah. like how yeah. can we find a place where we're like honoring our body and yeah. the animal and everything else? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. You guys will I've love it. Like really craving a good new podcast. Yeah. Mm. So cool. I'm excited about that. Well, you kind of touched on it, but basically like, for people um, like our guests that maybe aren't in Columbus like, yeah. and aren't familiar with you, um, like how did you start Native? Like how did you come to have this like dream? Kind of like what's your background there? If you yeah. don't mind sharing. Yeah, I can. Um, so Native Cold Breast was <laughs> um, started, I guess, in 2014 is when we opened our first location in February of 2014. So almost six years ago. Um, But prior to that, I was really, I mean, I grew up in, my first job was in restaurants. So Mm. when I was 16, I was just in restaurants. Food service has been my whole background of work, pretty much, other than like, you know, I did a lot in the wellness, health and wellness after that. But really growing up, food service. um, And I lived in Chicago for five years Mm. after high school. So I moved right to Chicago. Um, and was very interested in kind of like, I ended up studying cultural studies. So I was interested in culture and travel. And um, that's really all I knew I wanted to do mm-hmm. in my life was to travel um, and like finish school and just get out there in the world because yeah. I, I was so experiential. Like I needed to touch and feel and live and um, experience everything. And so I worked at Lululemon 
after <laughs> college, cool. um, yeah. which I had no idea what that company was. Like, I didn't even, I walked in and I was like, $100 for a hoodie? I'm like, <laughs> out. like, what is this place? And then I got really, I got really into yoga right at the end of college. I took okay. like a yoga course in college um, from like the 70 year old oh, woman who cool. was like, that is cool. She was so cool. She, her story was awesome. I won't go too much into it, but she got into like a crazy car accident and like got into yoga for healing her body. Yeah. And so like literally her class, like I learned like tree pose and like, you know, like seated meditation and like forward folds. Like it was so basic, basic. but like so healing for my body. Cause I was, I was a dancer for oh, my whole wow. life. So like, that's kind of where yeah. like the eating disorder and like yeah. just like the body like trauma came from. So it was very yoga was very restoring to my body, um, and yoga is what led me to work at Lululemon <laughs> and discover that whole world. world? Yeah. And it's a whole world. And I I mean I love Lulu. I think they have the best company culture, um, and they are kind of the reason that I ended up traveling because they force you to set goals. Have you guys? No, no, I haven't heard, I haven't heard, about heard their, of that. Okay, yeah. so when you work at Lululemon, you, and hopefully they still do this, I'm sure they do, but you have to, like, basically set one-year, five-year, ten-year goals and, like, put them on a plaque for, like, the whole, you know, everybody to see. So you oh, have, like, wow. your own little plaque in the store, and you put them out there, and I think you, like, update them every so often. But you are forced to, like, mm. talk about your goals, and you are held accountable by people you work with. And so... I was forced to put my goals out there and my goals really were just like to travel. And so if one day my manager sat me down and, you know, I'm like graduated from college at that point and just working and trying to get by. And I had just gotten my teacher training certificate, but I wasn't, I was too scared to teach yoga. So I was like, I was just going to sub a class here and there, maybe every six months. And, <laughs> and he was like, so you want to travel? Why aren't you doing that? And I was like, mm. I don't know. <laughs> Where would I go? And he's like, just pick somewhere I was like okay like literally in that conversation I was like I guess I'll go to Thailand because I know one person that's gone there and Southeast Asia seems like it's a little bit more or like less expensive mm -hmm. and I really like the climate and okay I'll just do that and so I picked Southeast Asia and I decided on Thailand and I had one contact and so I just like basically like arranged everything around that one person um who I didn't know but it was a friend of a friend. Oh, wow. She owned a yoga studio. And so she hooked me up with people and to stay with my first like six weeks there. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I just booked a one-way ticket, but it was six cool. months out. So I okay. literally spent the next six months working and budgeting and I sold everything that I owned, like oh everything my in my apartment I put up for sale on Craigslist. Oh and I raised like $7,000 somehow. And that's literally all I had like going over there was that. And so I was like, I'm just going to use this and see where it goes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so I went and I really, really, really got deep into nutrition when I got to Thailand. Mm. Um, because I was already really, really into yoga. So that was already there. Um, but the nutrition piece kind of clicked in because I met these like group of people that were really into raw food so they were like raw foodists which is mm -hmm. a lot easier to be living that life in Thailand because yeah. you're so exposed to so much fresh fruit um, right. and vegetables everywhere so um I just kind of like dove into that lifestyle with them and like was eating completely raw and it was awesome and obviously like food you know the, the maybe like disorder kind of came into it a little bit just mm -hmm. because I was dealing with emotional stuff also when I was over there and you know you go through the stages of things so absolutely that also tied in but I was learning a lot about my body and like mental clarity and energy and um how much I could gain from just eating a raw vegan yeah. diet um and so that piece kind of clicked in over there and juice was a big part of it so we'd always go to this juice bar right after the yoga class that I'd go to <laughs> and I would get this beet juice and it was beet, apple, lemon, and ginger, which we oh. have on our menu yes. now. Yes, <laughs> like, I was about to say, I like that one too. It's our sweet beet and that was like candy to me. It was like my soul needed that after every yeah. class and I got so addicted to having that and it was like my body just craved it and so, mm. um, yeah, they, the nutrition piece of my life clicked in there and then I came back six months after living in Thailand to the States. I pretty much like ran out of money um, yeah. and came back <laughs> and stayed with my friend in LA who's my best friend she was living in LA at the time working at a church and I was just like okay I'll stay with you for like a month and there were so many great like 
vegan juice restaurants bars, and juice bars everywhere. everywhere. And I was like, I'm in heaven. It's here. And I'm like, yeah. it's so good. And then I drop to myself back into Ohio in February of 2013. Oh, yes, it was the worst. <laughs> it was the worst. And so I ended up living with my sister. God bless her because she dealt with me during like one of the hardest parts of my life mm. when I was just like, I don't want to be here. I want to move to California. I hate Ohio. Like I had no money. And I was just like buying all of this like food and stuffing it in her fridge and like waking up and making so much noise with my green smoothies <laughs> yeah. and like huge salads and like she was like she's not she's like not into health food either so she's like get this food out of here like oh it's like but anyway I lived with her for about a year kind of like developing my own mm. recipes and juicing and just doing it all on my own because I couldn't find anything in Columbus that was good I was actually working at first watch because oh. <laughs> I was like I, I want to be in the food industry but I don't want to live the nightlife anymore yeah that is just too hard and so I was like oh, I just want to make some money in the early morning hours and so I worked at first watch and there was like a little giant eagle market district like juice bar and it was in upper Arlington I don't know if it's still there but I would like call like 20 minutes before I got there to get my juice and it literally still took like 20 minutes from them to make the juice oh and it was gosh. just like I don't even know what produce they were using it was probably like old produce that yeah. wasn't needed anymore yeah. it was weird but I was like okay I need this and so I ended up buying a juicer for myself and doing it at home eventually but I couldn't find anywhere in Columbus that like met my needs mm -hmm. and so really native was in my part because obviously I have a partner who is you know, her experience is separate from mine, but our experiences kind of merged together at one point. Um, but Native, for me, was born out of my experience with traveling um, mm. and then coming back and just feeling that need, that void here in Columbus. Yeah. Um, and it kind of clicked in for me. Um, I was, I quit, you know, working at First Watch. I literally, I've never quit a job like I quit there. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not coming in today. <laughs> like, I just like seriously quit. I've never been that irresponsible. But anyway, I started working at North Star, which I loved. Yes. And I love the North Star culture. And I yeah. started working at the Lululemon here in Columbus, which I met so many of my good friends working there. And then I started teaching yoga. So I was working mm. three jobs. And I actually found in my book bag, <laughs> my husband like was using my Lulu book bag to travel uh, like a week ago. And he's like, I found this piece of paper crumpled up in here. It was my old budget from oh when I was like God. before I opened Native. Oh, <laughs> he's like, I can't believe you used to budget. I'm so proud of you. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I had to. And it was like, save $3,000 in three oh, months. Wow. And it was like my three jobs and like breaking down how much money I was making and like how much I needed. And I mean, it's just a whole different life. And I, um, basically, you know, something clicked where I was like, I'm going to stay in Columbus. Mm -hmm. Um, somebody, I forget who it was at this point, but somebody was basically, Oh, it was a friend of mine in California. She was like, I was telling her how I wanted to move out there and become like a yoga teacher and I do something with, you know, health coaching out there. And she was like, it's really saturated out yeah. here. And she's like, yeah. honestly, they probably need you more in Ohio. And I was like, Oh, that makes sense. But I don't want to I didn't there. want to hear that. Yeah. yeah. But then yeah. I was like, that really does make sense. There's way more opportunity mm -hmm. here for what I want to do. So mm -hmm. why yeah. move out there and try to compete with a million different people that yeah. are doing exactly what I'm doing. So I ended up staying here eventually quitting all the jobs in the food service and really focusing on yoga. And so that was my full-time job mm -hmm. for about a year. And during that time, I met Erin. And we both had, like, the same desire to mm. start, like, a health food concept. Yeah. And there was a time when I was, like, driving home to my sister's house, I remember, and I felt like God really put this image in my mind about the short north. And that there was going to be a health food store opening in the short north mm. and that I needed to open it. Mm. And I was like health food okay <laughs> I was picturing like you know you go in and get like your health food like your bars like a convenience store oh, almost and I was were. like okay I, it was it was unclear to me what the vision was it was just health food short okay. north that yeah. was it and Aaron also wanted to be in the short north too and we both like had apartments in the short north it was just like very meant to be yeah um and so basically we it was I mean such a god thing just coming together it would never have I mean, looking back, I'm just like, how did it all work? Because the space that we have in the short north was 
already taken when we were mm. looking at it. It was, it was supposed to be like a Himalayan salt shop or something. I remember <laughs> being like, what? Like, and then it, it, the deal fell through and we ended up getting the space, but... It was very that is crazy. crazy. So anyway, that was a very long way to tell you how no, Nate started. No, I love that. <laughs> no, because then we learn more about you and like how you kind of like ended up where you are. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And now you have obviously you still have the short north location, yeah. but you have how many other ones? We have three locations. Oh so my gosh. yeah, we have Bexley and German Village, and that was a lot of growing pains to, <laughs> yeah. to make that happen. Yeah, but. We're here now. That's, awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. But yeah, everybody's always my biggest question from people is like, when are you gonna open New Albany or up north or in Polaris yeah, or yeah. we need you up here? And I'm like, not for a long time. Like <laughs> it was. It's a Durham lot of Village work. Was the last one, yeah. right? mm-hmm. the most recent one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I could imagine that would be a lot of work. Like what? hardships did you come across with like being an entrepreneur and like figuring out all of the logistics of everything? It's a good question. Um, so there is no like roadmap, right? There's no blueprint that you can just pull up on the internet and this is how you do it. Right. Especially with opening a cold press juice bar in Columbus when we did, because we were the first ones, like nobody had done that before. And so we writing a business plan was like very challenging because we didn't have yeah. a lot of stats to compare it to industry wise. We were just pulling from um, other states, really, and other juice bars that had popped up in other states. Really, Michigan was like a big mm-hmm. one because it was similar to us. But um, we hit a lot of obstacles financially. I mean, we don't have any big investors or financial yeah. backers, and that's why I say opening. We opened two shops in the span of a year, um, which was a very big mistake, quite honestly. Um, And if we could go back, I would probably, I mean, I'm so grateful for both of them. And I think, I do believe everything happens for a reason. And so I'm like, okay, they're both supposed to be there. We we didn't know what we didn't know, right? Yeah. Yeah. But if we could go back, we probably would have just opened one or the other because it was too much all at once. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're still kind of, you know, recovering from that financially and paying for that in certain ways. Um, So I would say like obstacle wise, um, getting through financial hardships and just kind of believing in, um, we did a lot of manifesting, I guess, if you will. Yeah. (laughs) In the beginning of, I remember having like the number that we needed to open on my, I had this big um, chalkboard wall, super stylish, <laughs> in my apartment, <laughs> and I like wrote it up there of like what we needed, and I yeah. just look at it like multiple times a day, and like, and it, I mean it happened. Obviously, we opened, so cool. um, but in ways that I never thought that it mm-hmm. could or would. So, yeah, I mm. think. Yeah, the answer's that. <laughs> um, from my own curiosity, we, like, love astrology and, like, human design. Have you heard of human design? I have heard of human design, yeah. Okay. I don't do know you, much about it. Do you know your, like, design? I don't. You don't? Mm-mm. Do you, What is your, like, sun sign? I'm a Virgo. A Virgo. Which I think I'm a very Virgo Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much about Virgos. I don't know much about Virgos oh. either. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's um, cool. What do, do you know your, like rising sign in your mm, moon I don't I don't no. know that much I did when I was in Thailand I was very into all this and I got my numerology done yeah um by a guy and oh my gosh I should look back at it but I I don't remember like all of the ins and outs of it yeah. but it was very detailed I was like oh my goodness no it's just so interesting mm-hmm. um so I wonder if like you're just like a manifester because mm. that just sounds very like like we just kind of manifested it like wrote it up there and looked yeah. at it every day and yeah it just happened that's cool. Yeah. I mean, my spiritual beliefs have definitely shifted and grown and matured since we opened Native and yeah. changed. Um, but it's all the same, you know, when it comes down to a lot of, like, key elements of it all. I mean, I can't do really anything anymore without talking about my faith because it's mm-hmm. such a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. And um, just a relationship with Jesus is, like everything I could cry like talking about it you know like I want everybody to have that um and I didn't have that before like opening native so and that's why I say like I had a very strong spiritual like guide and like um 
Foundation opening native, and so did Aaron. And both of us, it's so interesting, we both kind of found it in different ways, but both of us have like mm. moved into this different yeah. you know, stage of our lives where it's like, it's no, it's about, it's about Jesus and the relationship with him and reading yeah. the word. And it's not about religion at all. It's about, because I grew up in the Catholic faith. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, I, and I went to Catholic school. I did the yeah. whole Catholic thing. And my parent, my, my mom, you know, is Catholic. And I think it's a beautiful faith. But for me, I couldn't really get down with all of the law that was mm-hmm. embedded in it. And yeah. it really just came down to like a connection with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. You know, I've kind of found my, my home. Which is spiritually. what I think, <laughs> yeah. I think what everyone should do. Right. And that's yeah. maybe why you didn't relate to Catholicism and yeah. same, like there was something a little bit, I just never felt like this is it. I needed to kind of find my own vibe. And it sounds like you did the exact yeah. same. Yeah. Yeah. Something that feels like authentic to you for sure. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. really cool. Okay. So speaking of, we kind of talked about the wellness industry a little bit, but like, have you noticed like any shifts or changes? We talked about that Mm -hmm. a little in the (laughs) beginning. Um, And then like, how has that maybe like shifted your mindset around native or evolved it in any way? Yeah. I mean, we've changed so much since we opened. All we had when we first opened was cold pressed juice. That's it. Mm. And like people thought we were crazy. Like this big storefront and we did waste a lot of space. We weren't crazy. <laughs> like, like we had a whole like area of like shelving just for glass bottles. Like it was, yeah. it was artistic, but it was like a total waste of space. Mm. I mean, we were paying for that space, yeah. you know, yeah. um, but it was what it was. It needed to start just as cold pressed juice. We, Aaron had a lot of background in the Columbus, um, restaurant industry, like 10 years prior to oh, opening wow. native. And, so she had that um, going into it, but and I had you know mine in Chicago, but it was we we again like there was no blueprint, so we didn't have what we we didn't have the knowledge that we needed then to have what we have now. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. So it really did grow incrementally, which is what we needed, and um, you know just launching new product lines is so much more challenging than it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> it's like crazy, like just to even launched the smoothie bowls, which was, we did the juice and then we launched the smoothie bowls maybe a year later. And then we launched smoothies maybe six months after that. Um, last year while I was, you know, I was working from home a lot because I had had my second child. And so I wasn't as available as I used to be. Um, I did the adaptogen latte line from home. I was just like, okay, I need to create something like, and I think it's all been created in good time like even the soup line like the hot menu we just came out with the soups and oatmeals like superfood mm. oatmeals and we're shifting into new salads from woodhouse which i'm so excited about Ooh, <laughs> um, ooh yeah on monday um but yeah so like a whole new kind of hot menu which we never we were very averse to doing hot food because mm. it's an investment i mean like the you know like our our build out was not created to do hot right, food. Yeah. Right. I mean, we can't cook. We have a kitchen. Yeah. We, do, we, we can't, we don't have hoods. We don't have yeah. anything. We looked into it many times, but the investment to do so, not only with equipment, but with labor and people. And yeah. it just was a nightmare sure. to kind of think about, to kind of recreate everything we had created around something new. So soups are easy enough to create in a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. So we decided it was the right time, you know, to do that. So it really all has evolved, I think, in good time um and how we needed it to evolve sure with yeah what we offer and um like well, we're never gonna offer meat like that's just like, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't imagine us going into like being a full-blown cafe like I I don't want that Aaron doesn't want that like we yeah go into like being a restaurant but um I think that's being done really well by other people in Columbus. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we don't really even need to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. We need to, I like when people stick to what they're good yeah. at. And yeah. that's juice is our bread. It's going to be our bread and butter. Mm-hmm. It's it sounds weird, bread and butter juice. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it's what we do really well. Yeah. And so we always want that to be like the cornerstone foundation of our business. And then the other things are like, just like really kind of round it out, mm-hmm. you know? So as people have that experience when they come and they can get something hot if they want to with their juice, right. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> That's really cool. What are you excited about for, like, the future yeah, of Native? Oh, man. Um, so, you know, Native has evolved, like I said, and Aaron and I have evolved as 
individuals. We both mm-hmm. were basically single when we opened, and now we're both married, and I have two kids, and she just had a baby, and so our home lives have changed so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Um, so I think if you were talking to, like, single no kid, Nicole, yeah. <laughs> it would be like, we're going to be a global brand yeah. and we're going to have a native on every corner. But, you know, it, I had these big dreams mm. back then. Um, and now it's just way more simple. It's like, let's take care of what we've created. Mm-hmm. Um, let's make those really, really great yeah. and continue to have those in the neighborhoods that they're in, like to be staple so that people can know like, this is my little home away from yeah. home of health and, you know, nutrition and feeling whole, like my whole, um, vision for native is that you feel better walking out Mm. than you did when you walked in. Mm -hmm. And I try to, you know, ingrain that in my staff and, you know, the people that we hire and end up being like a little family. And so really it's that it's creating a little great culture and, um, just little hubs of health within Columbus. I don't have any grand plans to be this like, national brand or to like grow and grow and grow because you know they say what is it you can out of fitness family work sleep what is it there's five I don't know oh I got it it's friends family fitness work and sleep yeah pick Mm. three (laughs) yeah and I can't do everything right Right, we we literally can't do it all and so right now I'm picking sleep (laughs) (laughs) Family yeah. and work. Yeah. And the other two are, are kind of like they happen when they happen. Right. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I think that is true. Mm. I have been married for a little over a year and it is mm. very interesting to like see how your mindset changes mm-hmm. and like, and how your goals change when you're yeah. just like, oh, I'm actually like so proud of this like little in night that we're having mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. interesting to hear that from you as well. Cause I feel very similarly. Everything Those like changes. small moments are like cherished yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just wait until you have children. I know. Well, well that's what we're like, like, I just want to stay home every night and get sleep. <laughs> that was like, one of our next ones yeah. too is like, so we know what you're like excited about business wise, but like, what are you excited about for the f- future of like your family and your personal life? Yeah. I love, I mean, I love being a mom, but it is so hard. Um, <laughs> we just yeah. talked to Simi this morning and she oh. was telling us the same. Yeah. 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 yeah, and people like Simi and Regan you had on your yes. podcast, yes. and she's a, a native regular and just so real, so real. Love I love her. her. Love when her. I was working in the stores, you know, all the time back in the day, I would see her all the time, yeah. and we'd talk about motherhood and how hard it is, you know, yeah. and how much the days that we're with our kids are 10 times harder than the days mm. that we work. Um, and that work becomes this like luxury thing that you're like, I get to be around adults (laughs) and I get to like have me time and be creative. And when you're with your kids, it's all about them Mm -hmm. and it is so sacrificial. Mm -hmm. So, and I became a mom, not out of planning to become a mom. I, you know, just got pregnant when I was, we were married for three or no, not three months. Well, yeah. No, we were married for five months. Okay. And that's when I found out I was pregnant. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. And that was, you know, uh, that backstory is crazy. I met Ben, my husband, um, at Native. He came in. No way. Yeah. Like, I love it. He oh. came in, like, month two of okay. us owning the business and being open. So it was a very crazy time. And he was a friend of an ex-boyfriend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> and he, my, my family or my sister knew who he was. Anyway, I knew who he was. I just had never met him. Yeah. And so we met, we became friends and literally within a month we started dating. And then a month after that, he proposed. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my and I was not really prepared for that, but I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to do this. I remember my partner, Aaron was like, what? You're engaged. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That you know, like we had just opened a business, That's and I'm like, cool. yeah. yeah. And then four months after that, we got married. Oh, oh my, my god! So within the realm of six months of meeting someone, you I was married. married to them, and so it was an incredibly tumultuous first year of marriage. If you well, you know, because we didn't I know each said, other, yeah, you know, yeah. even dating for <laughs> five years, the first year of marriage was hard right and people don't tell you that no one tells you that (laughs) it's hard no one tells you yes yeah yeah and especially as a christian like the enemy wants to attack what is so good you Mm -hmm. know what god can Mm -hmm. use in such amazing ways 
and so he will. And so you don't expect it, and it's so hard, and then you're pregnant five months in, and I am a terrible pregnant person. (laughs) Anybody that knows me or has worked for me knows that I am a terrible pregnant person. I am so sick the whole time. Mm, I am, like, just beyond, like, people are sick in the first trimester. I'm sick the The whole whole time. time. Like, nauseous, vomiting, and I eat things that I don't normally eat. I break out everywhere, and I'm just terrible. (laughs) And, um... So, yeah, I feel like that was all very hard. So our family has kind of been this, like, slow grow Mm. of, like, finding our foundation. And Mm -hmm. we've moved multiple times. And so where we're at as a family and what we're both so excited about is, like, not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, staying put. Literally, we both had plane tickets in the past month to go places. I was Mm. supposed to go see my friend Candace in Minneapolis to do a doTERRA thing, and then he was supposed to go help a friend in Florida, and both didn't work out. Yeah. And it was like God being like, nope, no. nope. Yeah. It was like plane maintenance for me, and his, he got like this crate. We both had like E. coli or something. That something disgusting happened to us with food. We were like, oh my gosh, we're both so sick. It was crazy. Oh, no. Anyway, so it was like these crazy freak things, and it was like, no, God was like, you guys need to stay put. Mm. Like stay in this home. Focus on, like, being steady and, yeah. like, like, growing roots mm-hmm. instead of just, yeah. like, moving around so yeah. much and changing your mind so much. And, like, your children need that foundation. Mm-hmm. And so, really, that's, like, the focus right now is, it's cool. Like, yeah. It's cool to see, like, how your vision has, like, shifted without you even, like, realizing it probably because you were, yeah. like, oh, like, I want to travel. Like, I started this. My yeah. goal was, like, to travel. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. And so I, like, and the thought of that makes me sick. <laughs> 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 to, like, be doing what I was doing in Thailand and yeah. India. Like, I can't even – that's a whole other life to me. Yeah. <laughs> but well, that's yeah, really cool. So and, like, it's – traveling gives you, like, all of these new experiences and – that seems really exciting, mm-hmm. but now like you're experiencing something new in staying put and like being yeah. grounded, and so that's really cool to see that it can just like change and evolve and look different, but still be like new experiences that are like filling you with so much like joy and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's cool. Totally. Yeah. I there's one like quote from a I, I call her a mentor. I don't know her. I just listen to her podcast a lot. <laughs> that she's counts. A that does. That counts. Yes. She's my best friend. <laughs> um, you guys should look her up. Her name's yeah. Ange Peters. She's the greatest. Um, but her podcast is called Whole Fit. But a lot of the things she talks about are like, instead of like wanting something new or getting something new or moving on to the next thing, mm-hmm. like how about you try to appreciate what you have now and we shouldn't even, we shouldn't even, like, a car is a good example. Like, mm, instead yeah. of, like, buying a new car, what what makes you feel, what makes you think you deserve a new car? How about we, like, actually put love and appreciation and, like, care into this car that we have yeah. <laughs> now? And that could actually transform that car into something that we love so much, you know? That yeah. could be, like, the best car we've ever had, and you didn't even mm. need to get a new one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess the whole idea is... Um, showing God or the universe or whatever your beliefs are that you deserve more, not mm. just going for the next thing. And the next Absolutely. Thing, the and next it's so thing. easy yeah. to go for the next thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I found that even like with marriage, right? Like it's a choice. And mm-hmm. so it's so easy to just say like, this isn't it or this, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. But like to make a choice every day to be like, okay, like I'm going to work at this. I know that this is what I want and just keep going. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. finding that joy and contentment and yes. appreciation for what right. you have. And I think that's really what my life is about right now is, mm. is, is just contentment in, in where I am right now instead of always on to the next thing. Yeah. 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 So how with your like busy schedule, are you intentional about showing up as a wife, mother, business owner? Like, how are you? That's great. Like (laughs) mindful about that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, it took me like three months to have this podcast with you guys. So it's like very, it is hard to like be and be intentional and to find time for things. Um, but Showing up every day, I mean, I, I I think my husband would say that I, I can be very, like, scatterbrained, and mm-hmm. I think that is a big pet 
peeve of his about me <laughs> that I can just be this like tornado of a person because yeah. I can multitask and I'm really yeah. good at that. But not Same. from the outside, right. you know, like right. from the outside, it looks like chaos, right? Um, but I'm like, in my mind, it's organized. <laughs> it's all chaos. Working. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'd like to be more intentional about um, how I spend my time. And Ange, not to go back to her, but like she has a lot of really good, um, I don't know, um, programs for that. She's got a thing called the Beautiful Life Lab, which has taught me a lot of really cool ways to set yourself up to be more intentional in your life and be more cool. present yeah. for the people in your life, whether it's your your business, or if that's your baby, you know, or yeah. your children or your husband or your family. Um, like simple things like saying goodnight to your kitchen, like not mm. waking up to yeah. dishes in the sink oh, yeah. and things like that. Every night going through the checklist of, you know, the things that you do in your kitchen, even down to like filling your diffuser, like yeah. so that the first thing you can do in the morning is put that diffuser on. You don't have to get the water and the oils out. Like it's just ready to go. And you're setting the mood for a really I peaceful morning. I love that morning. saying goodnight yeah. to your kitchen. I've right. never heard it put that way. It's so great. Yeah. And like one of the things that came out of that was like, okay, you can say goodnight to your kitchen so you can actually say good morning to your husband or mm -hmm. good morning to your kids. You're not scrambling for lunches or, you know, breakfast or this and that. Everything's just already taken care of because yeah. you took that 20 minutes the night before to really think things through and organize and clean and set things up for yourself, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. and trigger healthy habits. Like we talk about in like my doTERRA classes, like yeah. putting your lemon oil right by your coffee maker or your tea maker mm. so that you have it right there. So you're going to drop that in your water in the morning. Yeah. You're not going to forget, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I've That's been cool. really trying to, you know, ground in and get, get organized with my routines and my mm -hmm. rituals yeah. to mm -hmm. be more present in different areas of my life. Yeah. So. Yeah. I have a little ritual that I do because I will like, I'll be like, oh, I should do those dishes, but like, <laughs> so I'll like it's set hard. a timer. I'm like, set it. I tell. I'm not gonna say her name because she'll Alexa will hear me. <gasps> uh, <laughs> she'll come on. Um, She's so sneaky. She is. Um, but I tell her to like set a timer for like 10 minutes, yeah. 15 minutes, and then I like blare some music and I just like oh, get them so done, fun. and then I like feel so accomplished that mm. I, I'm like, look what I did in 10 minutes. Yes. <laughs> this place looks great. Yes. And so just like fun way to like actually set myself up for success. And I think that we learned, we've both done Josie's um, yoga teacher training. And so we've just learned a lot about like daily practices mm -hmm. that really set you up for success. And yeah one of my favorite sayings of hers is like the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. I love that. And so mm. when I start to see like chaos in my yes. kitchen sink, I'm like, where's yeah. the chaos showing up in yeah. my Cause life? It's Cause there. it's everywhere. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. and so that's the one thing that you're like, okay, what's one simple thing that I can do? And it just starts to ripple. Mm -hmm. And For then sure. you're able to like get a grasp on things in life that seem like way more chaotic yeah. than just totally. the dishes. <laughs> I, I've always loved that quote. Like yeah. that when I was traveling a lot, that quote kind of followed me around. Yeah. So I feel like it is pervasive and it is like the little corners of disorganization and messiness that you want to just like push under the rug. Even like my computer, like it will probably take me at this point, like an hour to organize my computer. But <laughs> that is like, because I have put it off for so long. Yeah. Like, yeah. The like there are, that is holding me back in a way of being my best self, of mm -hmm. being my most intentional or most creative self. Um, and so if we can like just take the small bits mm. of time that it takes, because we, we have time, like I waste a ton of time. Mm -hmm. on we my talk phone. about that all the time. Or, you know, yeah. like things that don't matter and do right. not contribute to my life being more intentional or organized. So it is really just like you said, like that's a great trigger with the music, yeah. right? Because it makes it joyful for you, yes. you know, to do yeah. something that's really good. It's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know why it's so hard to just do the things that need to be done. Yeah. We talk about that all the time, too. And, <laughs> you know, like, uh, we're always yeah. working against it ourselves in some way. I know. <laughs> it's funny the way that the brain works. I'm like, why are we self-sabotaging when yeah. we know, we <laughs> right. know that, like, yeah. by getting, like, I will look at the time. 
And then I'll start scrolling Instagram mm. and I'll look and it's already been 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, I, t- I said this morning I don't have 10 minutes to meditate. Oh, oh there it went. There it is, <laughs> right there. It's like, right in front of me. Yes. Like, why is it so easy to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I think triggers are a huge thing. And I oils have helped me so much with mm. triggering and emotional things, you know, to like yeah. get yourself motivated to do something or like fold laundry you know like if I diffuse a certain blend or like put it on right before I'm about to fold laundry I have way more chance of getting that laundry done than if I didn't and they just work with our bodies and support Mm. our bodies yeah I love that you said that in your when I went to your class you were like yeah in the morning or like at night I will set the diffuser with like peppermint and like Mm -hmm. a citrus blend Mm -hmm. and I did that and in the morning I just like had a totally oh, great neat. day because like I started the morning with like this uplifting oil that I was like, Oh yeah, it does change everything. And so many people have told me that same experience. Yeah. That it just works. It's awesome. Yeah. When did you get started with them? And like, where did you learn all of their like info? The oils? Yeah. Okay. So that started about a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, doTERRA had always been kind of, I'm not always, always. I was born with doTERRA. No. <laughs> I would say it came into my life in 2012, something like that, um, with peppermint oil. Um, one of my students had introduced me to it, and I started using it just mm. in classes with, yeah. you know, on the Shavasana massage. I, people were addicted to it. They're like, can you give me a peppermint massage at the end? And I'm like, can't get to everyone, okay? <laughs> so, but it, like, created this, yeah. like, aroma in the room that was just, like, invigorating. And so I knew yeah. there was something potent and powerful about it, and I just was drawn to it. But I never got into, like, the full health benefits of oils, like, like jump the fence <laughs> into like being crazy oil lady um, <laughs> until about like a year and a half ago. Okay. Okay. Um, which if you come to my class, <laughs> which you should at yes, some point, um, I kind of give a little bit longer of the story, but it really was my sister-in-law who introduced me to like the whole lifestyle of it. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for her for that. Um, because she's been doing it for like 10 years with her wow. family. So and her kids have a great testimony with it. Like, that is their first line of defense. They have never had a sick visit. Like, they're just mm, since, since the oils. But anyway, it's very cool. And once you have, like, personal experiences with it, which you have, it's, yeah. you just can't stop. Right. <laughs> so just learning a little bit of the science about it and how it works with your body and it works in your cells and yeah. how some of them can kill bacteria and virus. And it's just so impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, one it just infiltrates all different areas of your life, sure. like the green cleaning and yeah. emotional state mm-hmm. um, and you know, our health during this time of year with cold and flu season. Sure. It just can elevate your health so much. So yeah, that's been like, I always tell people it's like been like the, that last piece of the puzzle for me, like mm. in terms of lifestyle and nutrition and health and wellness, um, the oils kind of like clicked it all in Sure, with my yoga and nutrition and all that. So been great yeah it's so cool <laughs> who inspires you mm. who inspires me jesus obviously <laughs> yeah. um um somebody on this earth let's think i mean so many people for sure definitely i can't mention Ange again because i mentioned her so I know, many times <laughs> yeah. she's so great um my pastor at church her name's mel um she inspires me mm. so much. She has gone through a lot of hardship in the last couple mm. of years, and it's just really amazing to see someone like and their faith journey through all of that and just pressing in and getting through it in such a graceful mm. way. Um, so she inspires me so much because I, I've definitely had my fair share of really hard experiences in the last five years. Um, and my faith is the only thing that's gotten me through. And so to see a woman who is way further than me and her, <laughs> like her, you know, life experiences and her, um, in her, I guess, relationship with the Lord probably, um, is just inspiring, mm-hmm. you know? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> what um, do you, oh, go ahead. <laughs> what do you hope to like inspire in others? I think number one would definitely be, to have a relationship with the Lord. Um, if anything, I would just hope that if someone met me or had a relationship with me, that I could hopefully inspire them to get into the word or 
start to pray or have a relationship with Jesus in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then number two would definitely be like lifestyle changes um, just because with depression and anxiety and eating disorders and all the things that I've like dealt with in my life um, that so many people deal with. Mm -hmm. I have just felt, I found so many cool, amazing tools through natural things like oils and like juice and like yoga and the things that I am obviously very passionate about Mm -hmm. that have worked for me. So I would hope that I'd be able, I, I hope my work inspires others to discover the power of natural medicine and natural tools. Mm, I'm curious about, you said that you were raised like Catholic Mm -hmm. and that transition of like religion into, um, I don't even know what you would call it, but like this relationship with Jesus and with God instead Mm -hmm. of just like religion and rules and laws. And Mm -hmm. is there anything that you've, found that was like a good tool or like people that you found as like expanders or people who you saw that were like living a way that you were like oh it can be different it can look like this and not be what it was the way that I grew up like Mm, that transition my best friend the one I mentioned that was working for a church in California her name's Alicia and she has been like my example kind of since I was 16 of what a relationship with Christ can look like, but I really resisted for so long. Um, She went to school at Hillsong in Australia and I kind of like getting into the Hillsong culture and like just kind of following them. Their music is incredible. I think mostly they're known for their music. Um, But I guess following like sermons from them and just like learning what I've learned from her has been a good tool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so fortunate to meet Lauren Daigle when I was a couple, maybe like four years ago at Native, oh, wow. before she became famous. I um, is she from this area? No, no, oh, okay. she's not. Like, she's from like Louisiana. Okay. but she was she came in a Native, and she. I was just off of maternity leave from Noble, so my first. Yeah, and I was like six weeks and back in the stores, and I was like. I had dropped so much weight and I was like not able to eat. I was dealing with all this, you know, post, what do you even call it? Post- I was going to say, yeah. say PTSD. I'm like, that's not right. But yeah, postpartum, basically yeah. the same thing. Um, and just working my butt off. And I was listening to her first album during the time. I didn't even know what she looked like. And I was just obsessed with her album. And it really was my only way of connecting with the Lord. When I would turn on her, her album, I was like, oh my gosh, all these words are just like exactly yeah what I feel about like what I think Jesus is, you know? And all of a sudden I was about to leave the store. I was, it was, it was a Saturday and I'd been there since like 6am. It was 4pm. And I just had this terrible customer in line. I was like, okay, I'm out after this. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, and then these other two girls walked up. I'm like, okay, I'll ring them out. And they ordered some juice and I swiped the card and it said Lauren Dale. And I was like, I'm like, are you Lauren Daigle? And she's like, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm like. And you didn't even know what she looked like. I didn't know what she looked like. Yeah, and it was her and her, her like, tour manager. And she was like, oh, my gosh. We just hugged and cried. And my staff was like, what the hell is going on? I remember they were like, who is this? Why is Nicole crying? And I was just like, I, it was just like an answer to prayer. Like, yeah. the Lord was just like here you go. Yeah. And we developed a little bit of a friendship. Like she was, they, we exchanged phone numbers and she got in the car and I remember I got in my car and she texted me. She's like, this is the best shoes I've ever had. Oh my gosh. Can you bring more to the show tonight? And I was like, yes, anything you want. <laughs> and so like we went to the show, I brought her more juice and every time she's coming to town after that, she's gotten a hold of me, oh, but wow. we'll see. She's super famous now. So I don't know <laughs> if that's going to happen next time, but I don't know. Like, Three or four times we've hung out, yeah. and like she's been a big inspiration for me, just with what she portrays. Mm-hmm. And I don't know; I think she's doing amazing work in yeah. the world. Um, what else? Who else? I don't know. Yeah, those are some good ones. Yeah, yeah that's, those, those are good. that's been my path. For sure. <laughs> those are some. In good my church, ones. I love I love Life Vineyard Church. I think it's so okay. great. It's cool. it's a good blend of like. They call it a purple church because, like, it's not—it's not just like conservatives. It's not liberals. It's like we—we we have like everybody. Like, I don't like to talk politics, but like, it gets brought into religion and church a yeah, lot. Yeah, and so, yeah. but like, I feel like there's a really good mix of like people there. 
of different backgrounds yeah, yeah, and different, sure. you know, it's really cool. It's That's a great cool. church. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think you've brought up a lot of stuff, yeah. but um, what outside of your business like really lights you up? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, my kids, I love hanging out with, I feel like I'm like the luckiest person mm-hmm. ever to have my girls because they're like, they're just really, sp- I mean, every mom says this, right? They're just <laughs> so special <laughs> and unique. <laughs> I really feel like they are. No, I don't know. I mean, I love just like their smiles and like just waking up yeah. with them every morning. They just, they light me up. I love being their mom and mm. I feel inadequate like every day <laughs> to be their mom. Like I'm ruining them, but like, no. I mean, oh, yeah. a lot of them like, oh, too much screen time, too many goldfish. Like, ah, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> And I think we all have that, but, um, that for sure lights me up. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What are their names? Noble is my firstborn. Okay. <laughs> Noble Brooklyn. And then Surrey James. Oh. And how old are they? So Noble's four and she just turned four in November and then Surrey's 17 months. Okay. I have a hard time keeping track of the months. Some moms yeah. are like on it. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Some, yeah. she's, she's like over one and a half. year on yeah. two. <laughs> exactly. Somewhere in there. She's in there. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, we have some like quick fire yeah. questions. Okay. They're Fun. just like the first thing that comes to your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a book that you love or that you're currently reading? The one I'm, cr- so I don't read books other than the Bible because I <laughs> cannot, like, I just, I'm bad at it. I, I'm really good at listening to books. Mm, so I, okay. I, I do audiobooks all that the time. I love audiobooks. So yeah. the two favorite. that I've really loved recently are Essentialism. Love, love, love mm. that book so much. Um, and then the one I'm listening to right now is called Fierce Woman. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We'll attach all that info. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what is the best food, drink, or like meal you've eaten recently? Mm. My soup, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, my husband literally is like obsessed with the one that's on our menu. It's called the sweet potato curry. Oh, um, it was the first one I developed and it is, it was a mixture of two ideas I had. I was going to do either like this, like cashew tomato sweet potato situation mm. or like this whole like Thai kind of peanut soup and then it all kind of came together yeah. and so it's cool. like sweet potatoes peanut butter lime garlic it's like the first one amazing. I'm gonna Turmeric. try I it's like add. always flavors and that yum. sounds so good yes oh. it's delectable um, <laughs> what's a song you haven't been able to get out of your head oh my gosh the whole frozen two soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> into the end no. I haven't I haven't been Oh my, my gosh. My sister took my niece and she was like, it's better than the first. It's you have so to go good. See it. You guys, Disney okay. is more about it. the parents than it is about the kids. It, they do yeah. such a good job now. Yeah. Ever since they changed to kind of like the um, Broadway musical mm-hmm. kind of situation, it's incredible. Like, okay. it's the whole storyline of Frozen 2 is so Yeah, that's done. what my sister said. She's like, I'm not going to ruin it, but you have to go yeah. see it. Oh, I'm such a loser for saying that, but it no, is not so. <laughs> it's Frozen 2. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, favorite time of day? Morning, 5 a.m. Mm. 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 It is the perfect time. I mean, I would push it to like 4.30 if I could because I love getting like two and a half hours before my family wakes up okay, to yeah. do my quiet time. Yeah. It's the yes. best. I like have to wake up. People are, we have to be at work at like 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, why do you wake up at 4? And I was like, <laughs> um, I need my alone time. Still yes. Yeah. Do you want to see me without my alone time? Before <laughs> it is work? not no. good, right? No. no, it's a stark difference. Yeah. And when I don't get it, to when I do get it. Yeah. 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 I love that. How do you drink your coffee or your tea? So I gave up coffee. I will have it very, very rarely, just like little sips if I like just need a little hit. (laughs) But I gave up coffee because my stomach lining was like stopped working, I guess. I don't know. I felt like I had an ulcer maybe eight months ago. But tea, I have been obsessed with this tea. It's like too expensive. It's like $50 for the canister of oh it, but it's God. called, it's called keto matcha. I'm not keto or anything. Oh, yes. I have the coffee. It's so good. I okay. something very similar to it. Is it like fat fuel? Is that Yes. A it's got MCT. Well, I don't know if it's fat. I think it's ancient nutrition okay. is the brand. It's a different one. Cause I took a photo of it while I was at her house for yes. the oil thing. Yes. And then I'll have to give it's you like everything you would want. I'll give you a it. fat fuel packet before okay. you, matcha, so you can try really that. Good. Okay. Really yeah, good. I mean, it gives yeah. you everything you need. You get the matcha. It has a like coffee cherry, which I don't really know what that is, but it it's like has an caffeine. extract. Okay, yeah. and it doesn't. It doesn't have 
acid in it, so it's not like you're drinking okay. an acidic cup of coffee. Yeah. And it has all these adaptogens in it. And so oh, I was wow. so obsessed. And then it has MCT oil. So yeah. I just feel like it's a very, very good way to start my morning. Mm. Yeah. I love it. Mm. Oh, do you eat cheese? I do. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yes. We've, had, we've had a few that's yes. we've no, had a, Yeah, so, we've had a few um, guests. Oh, so what is do you live? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's why it's a question. Yes. Because we adore we it. I mean, I did so when much. I was a vegan. I mean, vegan yeah. cheese just is not good. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. not as good. I do like the vegan nachos at, what's that? The um, new vegan place in it. The one you were just talking about. Oh, Wood, Woodhouse. Woodhouse. Oh I'm sure, yeah, Woodhouse makes everything taste oh, good. It's the way they prepare it. it. Yes. I mean, it's... Yes. Yeah. But normally I, just, I yeah. don't. Yeah, no. I don't like, buy vegan like cheese at the grocery. Um, cashew cheese can, is, be, can good. be good. Yeah, and there's Trader Joe's has like this cashew fiesta cheese, and it's delicious. Okay, I'm gonna look it. into it. It's real. Good. But like the real deal cheese. Is but like, what's, it's your okay, what's your favorite? <laughs> yes. okay. When we come to real cheese, cheese, I'm actually going to a wine and cheese party this weekend, <gasps> Yum. and I need to figure out my favorite cheese before then. Um, <laughs> I don't know, you guys. I'm just not. I. Uh, Goodness gracious, I was not prepared for that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's funny. Our last sheep's milk cheese from there's a Costco sheep's milk cheese, and it comes in a big old thing, and it is so good. Oh, okay, I, we'll yeah, have we, I have it. a Costco membership. Okay. We'll have to Costco's take a pretty picture. pretty good. It yeah. has a lot of organic options. Yeah. They do yeah. a pretty good job. They do a really I good like job. Costco. I got one recently that has like Manchango and then mm. two other, I think, sheep's milk cheeses or I don't know, but it was like a, a package and I was like really impressed with it. Yes. Yeah. It was mm. good. But basically Trader Joe's is the best for cheese. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it is really good. Mm. Yeah. They have a great selection. Yeah. They just have great selection and our, everything. I think my favorites change. Yeah, Often. it just depends on what kind of mood I'm in. <laughs> yeah, and what you want with yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've talked about this with multiple guests, but have you been to um, the market in Italian Village and gotten their, like, waffle fries? No. So they <laughs> have a secret? Al- so <laughs> Allie and Adam told us about it. Okay. Um, from the Wonder Jam. Yeah, we don't get out much. <laughs> they don't have kids. I, it's, true. it's actually, it's, I'm like jealous a little bit sometimes. I'm like, you guys go out a lot. Like, it's just harder when you have kids to get um, out. But so, I will try. Yeah, they have these waffle fries that come with like a block of cheese. Holy and crap. And it's drizzled with honey. No. <laughs> I know. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. It's like so the I best love thing foodie. Ever. I mean, my dream, if I could go anywhere, I'd go to French Laundry tomorrow in mm. California. It is supposed to be the best food ever. <sighs> they change their menu like every day. I've heard of this mm. place. There was a dot one of my husband and I like food. And so we watch <laughs> a lot of the documentaries and stuff on it. And um I think the owner of French Laundry was on one of these documentaries, and they were talking about it. It was really cool. Oh, my husband's so practical. He's like, I will not pay a thousand dollars for something it's you're gonna experience. poop out tomorrow. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, please. <laughs> it's like the experience, right? And the like the visual, the, the aesthetic, the decorations. It's like a whole thing. Yes. But yeah, if you don't appreciate it, I know. Yeah. I feel like he would. He just is so 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 practical and yeah. pragmatic. Yeah. yeah. Someday. Someday. Yeah. <laughs> Beach or mountain. Beach. I love warmth. Mm-hmm. Mountains can be cold, so yeah, I love the mountains, but I'd rather be warm. Beach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then, where's your favorite place that you've ever traveled? Oh, I'm trying to think back. My favorite place in the whole world is definitely Northern California, mm. like Mendocino County. Okay. Yeah. I haven't been there yet. I haven't That's either. I really list. want to. It's yeah. so great. Yeah, Mendocino. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, Love thank it. you so much yeah. for doing this. Oh my gosh, so thanks for fun. having me. This like <laughs> flew by. Oh, I know. It did fly by. It was by. so it's fun. Like, you guys are awesome. Hi guys, thanks so much for listening to the end of the podcast. We loved this conversation. We hope that you're loving us coming out once a week. Yes, yeah, that's it's been so fun. exciting for us <laughs> to like do more interviews and then also be able to get these out to you guys faster. We love it so much. So please, if you resonated with this, if you just enjoyed the conversation, share it with someone who you think would enjoy it. Subscribe to the podcast. Share it with a friend, share it on social media, all of the above, and we'll be back next week. Bye, guys.
he's learned over the years how to take care of like wildlife and people will just call us and be like, oh, I found an abandoned squirrel or a raccoon lost oh, his just mom. Like that. Yeah, we've had like multiple raccoons and it always happens when I'm pregnant and I'm just like, come on. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like we're about to have kids in the house. Like anyway, I've gotten over it, the fear and all of that because I trust him. You yeah. know, I'm like, I trust that you wouldn't put me in danger. Yeah. So you're gonna yeah. take care of it. But the squirrel's name is Sam. And he is our pet now, I guess. Um, <laughs> he, he was abandoned. He came to us, um, I guess, four or five months ago. And we were actually right about to leave for a trip to California for a friend's wedding. And our roommate watched it for a week. And it was it survived somehow. Oh and so it's a lot. I mean, literally, it will, like, climb up onto his head during breakfast and just like be sitting there eating a grape <laughs> and it's like become so normal I'm like this is so crazy do you keep him in like a he's got a ferret cage okay but okay. last night my husband forgot to put him back in before oh! he went up to bed and we have two pit bulls and he was downstairs with the pit bulls all night and, and he was fine he didn't even realize it until this morning he called me he's like Sam just walked up to me in the kitchen like Random, just walk up to me. He's like, I forgot to put him away. And I was oh, like, oh, no. my gosh. He must have just slept in, like, a pillow somewhere, yeah. you know? So, <laughs> yes, Sam, you can come over anytime with he your husband. Die. Yeah, He would literally mm – -hmm. she sent me the video. I guess he was in the car or something. Yeah. And so I sent it to Eric, yeah. and he was like, oh, my gosh, we need to go. Yeah. I mean, he's totally psycho. I will say that. He Is can he? Be, he can be psycho. Like, we all have little scratches. Okay. And I have to tell, like – you know, Noble's preschool teacher. I'm like, we don't abuse her. She just has a pet squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. why she's got scratches. Like it's totally normal. Just the pet squirrel. Yeah, it's you just know. a pet squirrel. <laughs> and so we've all gotten used to that. But other than like, he can be really calm and he can be really psycho sometimes. But okay. does he just like run around like crazy? When yeah, he's, like when he's like, he and we've okay. let him outside before, and he comes back. Like it's That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, because Ben's been like, oh, I just feel bad. Like I feel like I should let him go. And so he's done it before. He's like, if he comes back, then I'll know. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, like the old love story. Like, set them free. If they come back, then you know. So, yeah, he came back. And so we're just kind of winging it with this one. Yeah. It seems, I mean, squirrels can live for like 20 years in captivity. So. Oh, wow. This yeah. could be like a, a long-term yeah. thing. Are the pitbulls fine with him? They don't. Oh, they love him. They like oh. chase him around. It's so oh, it's like funny. A play toy. Yes, yeah. I mean, there's just super old, well-behaved pit bulls. Are like yeah. twelve, so I don't even think they could catch him if they tried. Yeah, but they do chase him, and it's adorable. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> yeah, I'm really digging. We're gonna totally. Yeah, beat you have to come. That's exciting. Yes, okay. that's a good way to end yeah. it. Yeah, that is a good way to end it. With yes, Sam. thanks you guys for having me. <laughs>